and welcome to the High View Podcast, a gospel-centered conversation exploring theology, culture, and life in the local church. You guys impressed that I just rattled that off and we haven't recorded in months? I was say, we're, you, we're yeah, back. Man. You never yeah. forget it. You just, it sounds it's, like you're just, really impressive, I bet people think you just hit a button and it yeah. just plays. Now that's, that's live and each time on the spot. Each time on the spot. Yeah. Impressive. It's, uh, it's what I do. It's what I'm here. It's what you, what I get to hang out with you guys and, and do week week by week and sometimes year by year there you go. record podcasts <laughs> and uh um but i am your host is this tyler a new sweat season, by the way uh sure <laughs> <laughs> listen listen we there are so many people out there that think we know what we're doing um and are and they're and, and they're right are, are they they're they're really? absolutely right we we know exactly what we're doing yeah I don't know what we're doing, but what I know we that we're great, great at it. Really, really well. Speaking of which, how are you guys doing? Oh, I'm here with I'm here with Pastor Chad and Pastor Josh. You didn't even introduce this that yet. That's right. Well, the people I'm know. Done. People know who's here. Yeah. How are you, Josh? I'm doing great. Just uh, yeah. enjoying life and pastoring a church. And it's you know, crazy times to have you, church. Building projects. It's right, right there, right over there, right outside the window of the the studio. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got some building projects going on. We've got um, a lot of growth, a lot of new families jumping in. Yeah, um, it's a unique season because it's like yeah. the, every Sunday, you know, the sanctuary is like 105, 110 percent full. Yeah. And it's, you know, we're dealing with we're dealing with different types of problems. Um, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah, I think we were we were talking about some of the dynamics of things that were going on around the the church and sometimes it feels like uh, you know we can use that word problems but really it's a mm-hmm. it's a symptom of really good things that are happening yeah right? god's doing some great stuff yeah, among I, got the called, church and, I, I got called out staff meeting today. <laughs> i was i was gonna say something Were you about to I, mention that i was <laughs> I it wasn't, it wasn't my anyone that's in this room right it was great right but yeah. basically but we yeah. are i was sharing some of those concerns right so that you were we are we are enjoying the oh. fruit of of the lord's goodness oh. and uh, we're just trying to keep up we're trying to keep so up with what sorry. god is doing um <laughs> so sorry so that we're pastor an incredibly successful church <laughs> oh goodness gracious uh well we are glad Do to we be have back a crying baby on the- <laughs> a, a, a sound effect yeah we need to work on that um well, we are glad to be back with the Highview Podcast. Um, I'm always thankful when we interact with our members and also our new families yeah. that say they listen through all of our episodes. And so we hope you do that. If you'll go back, if you're listening with us now, we do have uh, quite a catalog of different conversations we've had. And if you want to know more about Highview Church and kind of how we think about things and process things, and, and if you really just want to get an insight into some of the conversations that we get to have among the staff, um, we just record those and, and upload them as the Highview Podcast. So hopefully they're a good resource for you. And today we're going to be continuing um, a conversation that was started several months ago here at Highview. And in the, in the last episode, we kind of introduced it as the topic for our conversations. Here is our Make Disciples vision for the next three years. Um, so Pastor Chad, will you kind of summarize for us what that is, kind of remind the folks at home, uh, what uh, what what are we aiming at when we say that we're going to make disciples. We're just going to make them. Okay. All right. Um, (laughs) That was our show. And, uh, no, (laughs) no, I mean, we, uh, so I think we mentioned this on the previous episode, but, uh, in January of this year, we rolled out our, uh, three year strategic vision. Yep. Uh, that is just committed to just doing one thing above everything else, which is make disciples. And so just, We've spent the last 
several months just trying to align the church around that and kind of have that common language. We had a very uh, productive conversation today at the staff meeting, for example, about that, Mm -hmm. uh, about just kind of where we're at with that and how we can do better. And so we have three spaces we've identified, worship, community, and teaching. Those are the spaces where discipleship happens at Ivy Church, Mm -hmm. uh, which we're going to talk about today. Yes. One of those. Yep. And then we have five focuses that we also briefly covered on the previous episode. Uh, theology, biblical studies, biblical worldview, spiritual growth, and the church on mission. Good job. It's like you came up with those things. It's almost like wrote them down. Um, yes, we are. Uh, the, hopefully these are things you've been hearing throughout uh, your time at Highview, seeing uh, being put into practice throughout our ministries. And that's something we're always looking to do is aligning ourselves with that core common mission. And today we are going to be spending some time today on the episode talking through one of our three main discipleship spaces, and that is the worship space, worship space. So, um, uh, Pastor Josh, I'm going to throw this first question over to you. Um, Very simple question, uh, not really in-depth at all. Hmm. Uh, What is worship? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Softball question. Yeah. Well, there's there's so many different ways to answer that. I mean, I, I think... Um, I'll just go in in the context of what we're trying to do Sunday morning because you know I could go kind of deep theology and and different things, but when we're talking about worship here at Highview, what what we um, what we're aiming at is congregational worship, and and what that means for us is um, you know our church is made up of people um, who are professing believers. That's what uh, you know our, our covenant membership is about. So these are people who are saying that they love. Uh, that they love Jesus, that they have a relationship with the Lord through Christ. And so when we gather each Sunday, um, it's about congregational worship. So we're singing songs that, that cause uh, the people to unite around a truth of the gospel, um, to remind them of what our great God has done. And so uh, what we like to do is, um, you know, open our services with either a call to worship, some type of scripture, something that draws our attention to who God is. And then worship is then responding to that truth, right? You, you see who God is, and then you stand in awe of that. It compels you to do something. Mm. Um, and so what we do is we lift Jesus up, and we believe when we lift Jesus up, his people then in turn respond in worship. Yeah. So one of our core uh, commitments, uh, 10, we have 10 of them that we list off in our Knowing Hobby class, and you can read all 10 of those on our website as well. Uh, but I think it's number three or four is Christ exalting worship. So you just mentioned that um, pretty much the same idea is that each time we gather, uh, we are exalting Christ before the the people. Uh, and that should lead to a response of worship. And I'm glad you kind of um, were, were super clear on what we're talking about as a space. Um, because, you know, obviously we would say that worship is something that should be happening in all of life, right? right it's not something exactly. regulated to a time, a building, correct, um, an hour window on one day of the week. However, um, we are commanded to gather and to have an expression where we are worshiping uh, collectively together. So, um, and you've already kind of started to mention what we offer, um, but w- Pastor Chad, I want to hear from you too. What What are the things that make up the worship space here at Highview and, and that you see week to week? Yeah, I think that, uh, for us, to your point earlier, everything is worship. Uh, all of life is worship. But when we're talking about worship space, the worship space, mm-hmm. um, the, the worship disciple space here at Happy Church, or it's kind of shorthand for congregational worship, particularly. 
So uh, that's when the entire body gathers together on Sundays, on, on the Lord's Day, to sing the gospel, uh, to see the gospel in the Lord's table and baptism, mm-hmm. and to also hear the gospel. Uh, I think a lot of times, and we've talked about this a lot over the years uh, here at Highview, but a lot of times people only think about worship when it comes to music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the singing, the con- congregational yeah. singing. We're going to have a time of worship. Right. right. And then we're going to listen but, to the sermon. But <laughs> that's kind of the But way. literally, whether you're confessing a creed or whether you're uh, hearing the, the scripture read in a public reading of scripture or whether yeah. you're uh, a pastoral prayer, you're being prayed for, uh, preached to, hearing the gospel, like you're worshiping yeah. congregationally in that yeah. moment. Amen. Yeah. Uh, it's, it doesn't start, uh, when, uh, pastor Josh or, uh, you know, Ben Horton or, or any of our incredible worship team, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Austin Oliver reads a scripture and calls people where it doesn't start then mm. it starts, um, actually the moment you walk in and it doesn't stop until that congregation dispenses into the world mm. or disperses into the world. So uh, so it's, yeah, it's, it's all of that. So it's the congregational space when we gather, that's, that's the, the worship space. Yeah. One of the things I like to think of about worship is worship is ascribing worth to something. Yeah. And yeah. so, I mean, we have all forms of worship in our life. It's, that's how it's so easy to make idols of things. But if you think about our Sunday morning experience, you know, we, um, we gather together and, um, we're ascribing worth corporately when we're proclaiming the greatness of God through song. And when we sit down and sit under God's word, we're ascribing worth to the glory of God and the truth mm-hmm. of God. And so there's, there's so many ways that we worship when we give our tithes and offerings, we're ascribing worth to the kingdom of God and yeah. the mission of God. And so, you know, um, you know, there's definitely worship through song, but there's so many elements of worship, you know, through our Sunday morning experience. Yeah. And so I think it's important to mention that, we, we would see this particular space as something that's not optional for the believer. Oh, absolutely. Um, that it is a requirement to, or it, I guess requirement is a, is a word that could be used, but it should necessity. be a desire, a necessity. Yeah, something that you see as crucial I think to your... requirement's okay. Yeah, requirement. Well, not yeah. to assemble yourselves. Well, and I, um, I wanted to... command. Oh, absolutely. And I, and I think it should be, there should be like a, a desire, an, an, an innate desire. Um, but even then, I think um, as we do gather... Um, sometimes our, our flesh doesn't desire that, doesn't want that, and has to. we have to overcome that by wanting to be obedient to the command of God. And something that I've um, been thinking about even this week, um, because I, I started some seminary classes this week. Uh, it was pretty, pretty exciting. Um, yeah. And our first, uh, our first class this week in my intro to pastoral ministry was about worship. Yeah, why are we in why are we answer yeah, this question? So I'm, I'm an expert now. I've been one we're, class right. let's go. From, at seminary, so I'm, I'm, I know everything. If right? you think that, you really are a seminary student. Welcome. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, but one of the things, actually, I had never really thought of it this way. And in fact, the way the, the churches I grew up in, um, there's a lot of things that we do here that I did not experience growing up, um, going to, yeah, give to me churches. An example. What do you mean? Um, so reading creeds and confessions, read, having a call to worship. And I, I'm sure that, I could look back and say, well, the, the worship leader would say, all right, everyone, let's sing together, you know? And, and in that sense, that's what I thought a call to worship was, but actually our, our uh, discussion was about that kind of uh, those elements. And something I'd never really considered before is that essentially we are not calling anyone to worship. God is calling us yeah. into worship of yeah, him. That's right. Um, it through, cause we typically will read a scripture or uh, we're singing songs that direct our attention to Godward. Um, but worship always begins with an understanding that 
God has initiated that relationship uh, that right. he's invited us into this, yeah. this appreciation, adoration, um, and exaltation of himself. Um, that's not Amen. something our soul desires. He's called us into that. Right. And I think calls to worship are, are really important. You know, one reason is that worship is a response to, mm-hmm. to, to who God is. And there are many times that we are just kind of blinded and dull to that. Yeah. And, and so having that just very pointed thing where we start our service and we, we have that call, not necessarily from a worship pastor or worship leader, but usually, you know, yeah. directly from God's word where he's commanding us to, to worship him or to sing praises to yeah. him. And then, then, you know, an edifying word of, Hey, you've, you've gathered in this place. There's so many other things that, that are vying for your worth and yeah. your attention. Focus them now on, on who deserves it. And that's the beauty of corporate yeah. worship, because then as you do that corporately, you're encouraged and, and see the, the, the validity of that truth, if you more, even more. Like, I yeah. think that's the, the beauty of corporate worship is that I'm encouraged um, in my love for the Lord by seeing other people worship. Yeah. You know, and so um, I think it's just like we said, an essential element of the Christian walk to be in Christian community where you can experience worship corporately. You know, and there's the, also the private element of worship where yeah. you're, you're living your daily life, whatever you know, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. This is your spiritual act of worship. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also just such an incredible power to corporate worship that just can't yeah. be missed in the Christian life. Yeah. Uh, I think within that call to gather together, you know, we're not to neglect gathering together, uh, but also as we do those things, we are to sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and um call to mind the truth of scripture and stir one another up to love and yeah. good works. So I'm curious to hear from you guys, you know, what, what do you think the, the worship space, what benefit does it have mm. to the Christian and how does it promote discipleship? Yeah. We're just looking at each other. Who, who wants to go first? I, I mean, it, it's, uh, it's multifaceted, I think, um, because obviously and there's some really easy kind of slam dunk things in here where, sure. um, the, the gospel is ultimately, I believe, what disciples. Mm-hmm. Like the gospel disciplines, the yeah. gospel instructs. And so the gospel is featured in all this. So we're singing the gospel. Yeah. We're, again, we're seeing the gospel story play out visually in front of our eyes. We're able to taste, you know, the cup and the bread, mm-hmm. and yeah. we're able to see the water. And, and, yeah. and, and so all of these things are like sensory. Uh, they're teaching us through, through the senses in that, mm-hmm. in, in that way. Uh, and then, of course, um, through the actual preaching. And that's where a, a lot of discipleship happens. And uh, yeah. both of you guys know because you're both uh, just key members of the preaching team. But uh, we intentionally um, speak to our five focuses, which we'll get to in future episodes, Lord yeah. willing. But, um, you know, and so we're, we're equipping specifically um, with those things from the scriptures on a weekly basis. And I think that's where a, a huge chunk comes yeah. from. Yeah. I think, you know, um, kind of to, to dial into to the question there, I, I would equate Sunday morning worship to, you know, how we sustain ourselves with our meals. Like mm-hmm. um, there are, there are times when you eat and um, it's just for pleasure. Like you, you roll up and you get a steak dinner and you're just like, man, this is so wonderful. There are times of worship that feel like that. You come in and the Lord just blesses your heart. There are other times you eat and it's just like, because your body needs it, you know? Yeah. And so you gather for worship because it's, it's what you need um, to live and to exist. And, you know, I really believe that, that we were created 
uh, to worship God, to, to exist in his presence. In him, we live and move and have our being. And so there's something just settling about sitting under the word of God. It's doing more for us than we know, right? So yeah. I know that every Sunday morning, there's the tangible things like I'm, I was convicted or, yeah. or you know, I, my, my faith was strengthened. But there's also the intangible things that I'm not aware of that I believe that God is doing in the hearts of his people and, and you know, myself on Sunday morning. So yeah. that's, I just think um, there's so much happening in the simple, uh, regular practice of Sunday gathering in God's people. Yeah, it's, it's super easy to get caught up in the the functional elements of a Sunday morning. I know, especially for us, we talk a lot about, you know, behind the scenes stuff and um, things with our technology and, and the order of the service and all those things are, are critical components that we're trying to bring excellence to. Another one of our core commitments is that we want to be excellent in all that we do. We want to glorify God with all those little pieces that we, I guess, in a sense, have control over. But the cool thing is, is that as long as God's people are gathering, as long as his word is being read, as long as we are singing together, as long as we are fixing our eyes on Jesus, he is going to work in his people mm-hmm. yeah. in, in spite of us. And, uh, and I think that's, that's a really beautiful thing because we don't always get it right. We don't always come with the proper motives. We don't always sing full heartedly. And yet still, as those things are rehearsed and as we're being uh, brought into this environment, uh, God is still working, even yeah. though we are you know, not fully showing up sometimes. Yeah, the way that, that I describe it to people sometimes is I, I think that we're not just discipled in the worship gathering. Mm-hmm. I think we're discipled by it. And yeah. so here's what I mean by that. As you, you're not just hearing or being instructed as a disciple within it, although you are, like when you're sitting in a service, you are. And, and when you're hearing the gospel sung, you know, from, from hundreds of people in a room back to you, uh, you're being discipled but you're actually discipled by the gathering, by, by gathering, yeah. by gathering over periods of time. You're establishing mm-hmm. rhythms that will nourish you and discipline you over long periods of time with that regular routine. And so I, I think that we, we probably um, uh, overestimate how effectively we can be discipled mm-hmm. in the worship gathering and underestimate how effectively we can be discipled by it. Right. It's like asking the question, which one of your meals kept you alive? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Man, all of them. I mean, or am I all of them and none of them kind of, you know, it's like, I can remember like a dozen sermons. Yeah. I've been in church my entire life, but they've kept you alive. That's that's a great point. Yeah. That's uh, that's something I I have encouraged our, uh, the leaders of our student ministry. Uh, to think back to their teenage years, if they grew up in church like I did, um, I barely remember anything that my youth pastors or those that like were in investing in me. I don't remember things that they said, but I remember being around God's people, and I remember them mm-hmm. being an encouragement to me. I remember them helping me to confess sin, um, and so yeah, those those specific things. Uh, I think it's so true that we are we are definitely shaped just by being there being present and and a lot of, I know for me too, I've heard and I've often said this, you know, that the goal, or I would think some people would say, and I've said this too, that, that the goal maybe would be, Oh, I'm trying to be fed or I'm trying to, uh, or people would say, well, I I didn't really feel fed today. And I think, you know, there's a sense like that's, that's not really what it's about. (laughs) Like whether or not you're um, enjoying a content of a me- like a message, although I've, I've not heard that at Highview. Um, I think 
people enjoy our preaching and enjoy uh, the things that we do. Um, but at the end of the day, we're hoping that through those things that God is being elevated in our hearts and minds, um, not just that you enjoyed the service. That makes sense what I'm saying? Yeah, completely, no, because there's yeah. times, the most important time to go to church is not when you want, like, if you wake up and you're like, man, I want to go hear a good sermon. I can't wait to be in God's house. And you get there and the sermon's kind of, uh, it's a base hit maybe at best. And you're like, eh. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what about the times when you wake up and you just don't want to, you don't want to hear a sermon. You don't want to go be with God's people. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's things offered to us in those times that, uh, you know, I think are so valuable. And so it's the difference between like a consumeristic mindset and, you know, someone that's uh, that realized this is a different type of necessity. Mm-hmm. And of course, there are there are moments when it's just absolutely full of joy and everything you want. And there are other mm-hmm. moments when you need to come and just humble yourself. Yeah. And under what what that Sunday morning is, you know, the gathered people of God under the preached word of God. And, yeah. You know, I remember growing up around church and then, you know, in church hearing things like, I just didn't get anything out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I didn't just get any, I just didn't get anything out of that. Right. Know, that kind of thing. And, and it's like, what, are, what were you there for? What were you like, that's for? like, exactly. what were you go, what, it, it's what like did the, you go out into the wilderness to see a reed shaking mm, by the wind? Mm, like, yeah. What, what, yeah. What, what is it that you were going to, and, and I think, our our stream yeah. theologically yeah uh is guilty of this is as guilty of this as any stream sure and we yeah. bag on consumeristic seeker sensitive but but we're a bunch of church slash sermon snobs yeah yeah, yeah. like we've been That's listening true. to alistair Begg all week or whatever <laughs> and it's like yeah and, and so we're, we're, we're kind of like and, and i'll say this too i, I think you can yeah. be a sermon connoisseur and not be a christian Oh yeah, yeah for I sure. think you can enjoy a well-preached sermon because I know non-Christians that do. Yeah, can yeah. enjoy just fine going to church with their family on Easter, and they're like, "Hey, that was good." Like they're they're really they're really saying the oratory right. was excellent, and they enjoyed the art of it. But what you can't be is a non-Christian that enjoys the weekly the con- regular gathering agreed. of the God's people, and you can't yeah. really appreciate the content of it if you're obsessed with the art form of it too, I think like, I think that there's a, there's, there's some, some differences there in kind of how you're, you know, you're, you're really letting the, that sink into you. Um, so. Yeah. I think there's a difference in eating to be delighted and then eating to be nourished. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you know, I can, I can go eat candy bars all day and it'll, taste great but my teeth might fall out mm. what's worth or i hope know. that it's both like i hope oh, yeah, that, yeah i hope you delight in the nourishment it, that's it, that's, right? that's that's true yeah but you but, know, but, but sometimes but yeah, you have to you have to swallow right. something that's a little bit bitter yeah and and it's what you need to hear and you know it doesn't suit your palate but like for my kids i'm like you need to eat those green beans right i don't like them well and then you delight in the fruit of what that brings and eat life. them anyway yeah right for sure for sure. So um, within this worship space, we've already mentioned several things that we do, uh, things that we provide here. Uh, what would you guys say to uh, our church members or those that are listening? Um, what encouragement would you give them for this week to, to be to be present in the gathering? How would you encourage someone to approach this Sunday? Gathering? Just come to church. Okay. Whether you feel like it or not, it. just yeah. just come to church. Mm. That's my yeah. that's my encouragement. Be blessed. There you go. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, amen. Did I, I mean, steal yours? No, no. <laughs> my, that, amen. Yeah. I think my encouragement is that, you know, remind yourself 
um, of the joy that it is to surround yourself with God's people. Like yeah. this is what was purchased for you. This is, you once were not a people, now you're the people of God. So like, what, what do you think Jesus came to accomplish? Yeah. It was to bring you into the family of God. Mm-hmm. And so don't keep yourself from that, which, you know, Christ purchased for you. And there's so much being done in you and through you through Sunday mornings that you just, you you know, you're not aware of. I've so, never, yeah. I've never regretted going to exactly. church. That, mm-hmm. There it is. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, I've, I've regretted not doing it over the years, mm-hmm. but I've never regretted going. It's good. It's good. Well, we, uh, we hope that, uh, that you are going to be at church this Sunday. That yeah. is, uh, see something see that you we, there. If it's we not hope you be somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Go, go, go bless your church family by your presence. That's right. That's right. Be, uh, be present and also be early. If you are a high member, <laughs> that's right. If you want <laughs> to see it. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot of good, uh, bring your own chair. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hey, that would be great. Bring yeah. a lawn chair. We'll bust out some windows. We'll do what we need to do. Um, well, we are thankful that you guys are plugging into the the spaces of Hybe Church. And if you're not around us, if you're somewhere outside the West Georgia area, we do hope that you're plugging into a church somewhere uh, that you can be fed, that you can be nourished by the word, that you can be transformed uh, into the image of Jesus together with a body of believers. So also, we're thankful that you're listening to this podcast. If you would, please find us on your favorite podcast catcher. Give us a nice rating and a review, and we will see you next time.